1: Hello, hello, and welcome to Not So Good Ideas Podcast. I'm Brie, here with Eleni. Hi, and welcome to another episode
2: where we talk about interior design and try to entertain you guys at the same time. So what's been
1: going on, Brie? Well, it was just Easter weekend, so we were down in Denver for the whole weekend with all of our family. We were pretty much running around like crazy the whole time. like. Um, Willow ended up with 12 Easter baskets.
2: Wow. From
1: different family members. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. No. It's way too much. (laughs) Um, But it was good. We got to do all kinds of stuff. We went and saw Batman. (gasps) Finally. What'd you think? Yeah. Eric and I went on a little date and we went and saw it. And it was really good. I loved it.
2: Yeah. It's definitely really. It's a great movie.
1: Yeah. Now it's it came out on HBO the next day after we saw it, but... Wait, it's on HBO? <laughs> yeah, now it's on HBO. I didn't know this. It just came out on Sunday, I think. <gasps> oh, that's exciting. I'm going to go watch it again. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. There were some cheesy parts. Don't get me wrong, but it was really good. <laughs> Which part? The makeup part? What's the makeup part?
2: I don't know, where he just has to go rush to put on his makeup before he goes anywhere, oh, with
1: the smeared <laughs> makeup all over his face,
3: yeah,
1: that was a little silly, but the um i I'm sad to say I thought Zoe Kravitz's character was like a little it seemed like an afterthought, and she's so yeah. awesome, but it's just like her character seemed like it wasn't even you know what I'm saying. it's kind of weak, it was weak, we'll and also they made her seem kind of weak (laughs) like i thought she like she was all cool and didn't need anybody and then as soon as he came into the picture she was like a damsel in distress type yeah i can see that
2: definitely that. they do and i feel like too they didn't go like deep into
1: her like character in terms of her like superpowers (laughs) but that's true they really didn't say anything about her like her having powers. Or, oh, anyways, we're giving away the whole movie right now. Oh. <laughs> oh well. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's what we say before we get into the
2: spoilers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, anyways, it was really good. So we were down in Denver the whole weekend and kind of just filled up our cup with like family time. And then now we're back home and will is on spring break oh that's good a little crazy but yeah <laughs> you guys going anywhere for a spring break nope just working away both of us work all week so we're not doing anything but how that's are it. you you were just in savannah
2: yeah we went to savannah for um dylan's family's easter mine is actually the following weekend but it was really nice. We It was a really quick trip. We were there from Saturday to Monday, but I worked on Monday, so really only got one day beach, but it was good to be with everybody and be back in the homeland, so to speak.
1: I know. I miss it there. <laughs> it, it's so,
2: Some parts, like it hasn't changed at all, and then some parts, it's changed a lot, I feel like, but definitely nostalgic and we passed by brie and eric's old apartment and we were really sad because we remember hanging out there all the time (laughs) it's gut-wrenching yeah (laughs) and then we passed our old apartment which i wasn't really that sad about but still (laughs) it was more sad like passing like eichberg which was our building and then passing like the park and all the places we'd go and eat and hang it at or hang out so that part was fun yeah or sad not fun
1: <laughs> i really want to go back hopefully we'll go soon maybe when yeah. we come visit you we'll stop there or something
2: yeah we should definitely go hang out in savannah i think rekindle guys- can- <laughs> our love
1: yeah <laughs> that sounds like fun did you guys eat? Where'd you eat?
2: Um. Well, Sunday, since it was Easter, we all cooked. But on Saturday, we had lunch at Zunzi's because I was craving it. And that was like my favorite place to go and eat after like all nighters. So yeah. we had to go there. And then Dylan loves Foxy's um, tacos. So
1: we had to stop there before we left on Monday. I cannot. You are killing me with these. <laughs> sorry but that's it that's the only places we went to I miss both of those
2: we went to the crab shack too but that's in Tybee oh yeah that sounds like fun how was Tybee Tybee was nice um definitely Tybee hasn't changed at all obviously Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's changed in the last like seven decades but we got wet willies there that was That was fun. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So many memories. I'm so jealous. I know. We have to go back and spend like a week. Three days is not enough for me to go back on my nostalgia tour. Seriously.
1: (laughs) We're going to have to just plan a trip, like a week-long trip. Yes.
2: You can go like in the fall when it's like not too hot.
1: Yeah. I honestly miss the heat, though. It's so cold here, so that's true yeah my hair is still frizzy from being there <laughs> i haven't
2: washed it
1: since got, okay it's only that. been a couple of days but <laughs> <laughs> it since it came i forgot how crazy the humidity is it followed me here i
2: mean it stayed in my hair so i brought back a little you know totem <laughs> it looks good your hair looks really nice thank you it's really not it's probably full of pollen right now so it's so good <laughs>
1: Where did you stay while you were there?
2: We stayed in Tybee. Oh, my gosh. At an yeah. Airbnb? Yeah. Um, my mother-in-law got uh, rented a really cute Airbnb right by the beach. So it was nice. It was quick but fun.
1: Oh, my gosh. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Maybe we'll all stay at the beach where we go. Yeah. I saw um, Dylan's mom. I saw all her photos on Facebook, and I was so jealous I saw Lenny and Dylan just chilling at the beach. I was daydreaming. I was pretending like I was there.
2: It was it was fun. I was definitely not ready for the beach. I was definitely very pale, but it's okay. No one's out there to see. Yeah, no one. No one's
1: worried about that these days. No. But, yeah, it was good. It's good. Well, do you have a good idea? Okay, this is like good?
2: a small good idea.
1: Oh, okay there
2: are these vegan mm, cookie brownies that they sell in savannah at foxy loxy and i have been craving them for a year now and i finally got to bite into one (laughs) after forever and i was in heaven it was a great idea we stopped we drove all the way there to get my little brownie cookie and me and Dylan were essentially fighting over the last bite we got two And we fought over the last bite.
1: <laughs> oh my God. And we
2: tried to spread it out over the, like the last three days because they're pretty big. And so we'd like take like little nibbles, like trying to make it like last forever. And there was like one little bite sitting in the bag. And Dylan like packed it in my lunchbox this morning as like a surprise as how I could have the last
1: bite. <laughs> oh my God. That's so sweet. <laughs>
2: so it's like the little thing that you know made my
1: day better the highlight of my day (laughs) oh okay well first of all can i say that i'm extremely jealous that you (laughs) keep talking about our old throwback places in savannah (laughs) i'm sorry that sounds amazing
2: it was really good and i know that vegan doesn't like necessarily mean that it was healthy but like i don't know how they made that without like butter or
1: eggs like how do they i don't know how they make that Hey, vegan, like that's a benefit for me because I can't have dairy. So I know, like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, give it all, give me all the vegan stuff. I'm like, can they do
2: like an online service where you can like directly ship and like order <laughs> stuff from just Foxy Loxy, like order their taco mix, like whatever they use to make their tacos? If you guys are listening to this, Foxy Loxy, Ugh. I will pay good money for a taco box and for some brownies. I'm
1: truly jealous.
2: <laughs> like, it's been so long. I bet you guys haven't gone in a long time. When was the last time you went?
1: Since I graduated, like, <laughs> four years ago. Oh, my um. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: we'll just have to go back every year. I always say I'm going to go
1: back, but it's pretty hard. It's challenging.
2: Yeah, it's also like not like a drive for you guys. You have to basically, well, I mean, you could drive, but uh, no, you're shaking your head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've done the drive. It is hard. It's 26 hours long, so.
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Yeah, or you can just come here and then we'll all drive together.
1: Yeah, that sounds good
2: or you just fly there because if you're flying anyways might as well just fly there (laughs) true
1: True, true. (laughs) do you have a not so good idea so in the last or a few podcasts ago I was talking about this custom mirror that I was working on for a powder room Mm -hmm. and um, we put in the wallpaper and it looks amazing but this condo that we've been working on it's basically it was a brand new build and then we were called on once an owned someone owned it so since it was brand new there's a lot of lighting already in the building mm. and unfortunately the powder room has this overhead light that's like um if you're washing your hands it's literally right above your head so oh. it's like so the whole bathroom the whole powder room is like dark and moody we have like a pendant that's very moody and wallpaper. And then you've got this terrible overhead light, like right above your head when you're washing your hands. Oh, and no. it literally gives you like the biggest dark under eye bags and makes you look just <laughs> the worst lighting to get ready. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, I think we're going to have to. Go back in and try to fix what was already there. Oh, man. As an afterthought. I know. It just cannot go on like that. I would not want to be in there in such a beautiful bathroom, you know.
2: That's bad. That's really bad.
1: (laughs) It is bad. I don't know why people put in such harsh lighting, like overhead lighting. I don't either. I understand, like, in a
2: commercial space, like, you need task lighting for, like, you know, the crew that's coming in to, like, clean and do whatever. They need to be able to see, like, the dirt, but not in a residential home. Like, just a very soft, dim (laughs) light is perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, the same light is in the living room, and we just got a new piece of art. Um, It's a David Yero. Have you ever heard of that mm-hmm. photographer? It's a famous photographer. It's a huge piece like, and it's taking up the whole wall of the living room mm-hmm. and we just got it. It just came in, we got it professionally hung and those same lights are like reflecting off of the glass on the print. And oh. It's like a green streak across the, like if you're looking at it straight on, you can see a green streak across the, the photo. Oh no, that's bad. I
2: know, <laughs> it's been lighting. <laughs> Who would it was
1: it like the electrician or the architect that put in that lighting? Well, yeah, I guess it was like a brand the whole condo just got built. So it's oh. like this huge, yeah, new building. And so I guess they did the same they programmed the same lighting in every unit and so we added and removed a lot of lights but now like as we've been working in the unit we've been noticing the ones that they have in there are just like horrible oh that's really bad i hate that i literally hate overhead lighting
2: and for it to like mess up the artwork piece is even worse
1: that's crazy (laughs) can't even believe that so do you have a not so good idea Taxes. Uh oh. <laughs> Every
2: year I get so excited. Well, I'm not excited to do taxes, but I get a little hopeful that you know I'll get some money back. And usually it's like around the time you start planning a vacation. So you're like, okay, like I have some money to use on a vacation that I don't already have. It's like free money. <laughs> um, and so Our tax guy waited for forever to file our taxes and I think he like finally filed them on Saturday and so I think it was like on Sunday he sent back like what we owe and what we get back and I thought there was like a typo because it was like showed what Dylan gets back. And it didn't show like what he owed, and I was like, "This is weird. Like, did he just combine everything? Like every like I owe everything, and Dylan just gets everything? Like, I don't really understand what this means." Oh no! No, it was not a typo. I owed like a bunch of money, and then Dylan got a huge return, and I was like, "That." does not make any sense (laughs) whatsoever so that just threw a big old wrench in my mood and a big old wrench in my plans for going on vacation now it's like now i gotta use my money (laughs) oh my god that's horrible i don't understand and i was like talking to other people too and like other people were telling me like they owed money that usually they don't like if anything i usually would owe like 30 dollars
1: Yeah, I actually owed this year as well, so (sighs) something's in the air. I got a bone to pick with the IRS. (laughs) What do you have against interior designers? Seriously. (laughs) I saw something online and it was like, I'm giving them all this money. Like, are you going to name a street after me? Are you (laughs) going (laughs) to? Like, I'm giving you so much
2: it's crazy too because like i get
1: taxes
2: taken out of my paycheck so i don't understand why i owe money like i gave you all my money like you have all my money yeah
1: that's weird
2: yeah so i don't understand i got gypped. i'm so sorry
1: it's okay (laughs) i did too though i feel your pain It's It's not fun. It's ridiculous. I mean, and we were in the car and I was
2: telling Dylan, I was like, what if like you just made money in cash? And Dylan was like, "Mm, they'd still find a way to tax you. I was like, what if you lived in the middle of nowhere and you made all cash? He was like, they'd still find you because you would have to buy a house. And the IRS knows where you live. You buy a house. I was like, but you paid in all cash he's like they'd still know i was like what if you built the
1: house with your own bare hands (laughs) (laughs) well you know they say that some presidents don't even pay taxes oh i believe it churches don't pay taxes so why do i have to pay taxes
2: (laughs) (laughs) so moral of the story is i'm probably just going to move out into the middle of nowhere one day build my own house with the trees surrounding me and the sap as glue and i'm not gonna pay taxes i'm tired of shit (laughs) and this is not me evading taxes this is me just being self-sufficient okay (laughs) okay i'll
1: remember that
2: Okay, well, I don't know if I'll have Wi-Fi out
1: there to keep doing the podcast. Yeah, when the IRS <laughs> comes knocking on my door, I'll just tell them I don't know where. But <laughs> <Yes.
2: laughs> I'll build my own satellite and send it into space, and then we can we can podcast through my own personal satellite. Perfect.
1: <laughs> What's a good idea you had? Um. So. This week I'll keep it all design related because I feel like I haven't been doing not so good ideas that are related to design in a while. Um, But right now we're working on a project and we are replacing the fireplace and I'm working on doing a like metallic um, custom fireplace surround and it's going to be like either a brushed like brass or like a bronze oh so yeah i'm working with this like person i've never worked with this manufacturer a small business and they're making basically they make these metal sheets and what they do is they have magnets on the fireplace and they like magnetize the sheets and it's really cool
2: also can you like replace them yeah they can like refinish it
1: yeah that's what's so good about it is it you can just replace it and also We've tried, like, gluing them on before, and they don't seem that safe. So I think the (laughs) magnets will be definitely more safe.
2: That's really cool. I've never heard of that technique. I'll
1: have to look it up. It's definitely pricier.
2: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But,
1: yeah, really cool.
2: Awesome. We'll have to – I want to try that for our house because we have to reclad our fireplace, but I don't feel like demoing it. Maybe I'll just –
1: we gotta do the same thing here yeah. I would not want to do that that's a whole thing it is it's expensive We the last one we did it was like more than 30,000 so oh yeah so I'll be waiting on that <laughs> but, all the, but to preface that all of the fireplaces here are like rock like they're stone True. and re- like removing stone is very like labor intensive so yeah yeah that is true that's very true
2: so anyways enough with my rambling let's get into what we're talking
1: about today and who our exciting guest is (laughs) our guest today is a mixed media artist she's done everything from photography to figurative and watercolor painting to experimenting with metal and glass Her most recent work focuses on a combination of ceramic and glass design she creates one-of-a-kind sculptures and light fixtures please welcome to the not so good ideas podcast kelly whitmer hi hi
2: how are you
3: good how are you
2: good excited to have you
1: on
3: yeah Uh, i um This is kind of my. I did one podcast like many years ago where she just came to my house and interviewed me for, and it was very loose. And anyway, so this is (laughs) loose too. Yeah, very loose.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is more like a conversation, like getting to know you, letting other people, you know, get to know you a little better in your process and get inspired. Yeah. (laughs)
3: I'm a Um, podcast junkie myself. it I don't really I mean uh I just realized because I've been listening to yours kind of like catching up and stuff and um but I haven't really listened to design podcasts before some art ones but you know. Well we kind of
1: found that there's really not that many. So that's why that was kind of like the whole idea behind it. Yeah. 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 There's not a lot. And if they're they're very serious if there are. So yes. (laughs)
2: It's all about like the NCIDQ which is like the tests you have to pass to be an interior designer and it's like I don't want to spend my (laughs) free time listening to that. (laughs) Yeah we wanted to use this kind of as like a resource for other designers to learn about new artists Um, you know because I feel like when we are designing we have like this small little resource library that we can use but no one ever has the time to like make do the research to branch out so I think this makes it a lot easier for us and for other people to kind of have new vendors and new creators on their list
3: (laughs) also it's probably it could also be really helpful for artists that Mm -hmm. want to work with interior designers, because for us, it's sort of like this whole foreign world, you know?
1: Yeah, (laughs) it definitely is. I feel like people don't realize that you don't have to use, like, some huge manufacturer to get your art. Like, you can just go to someone local, you
3: know? No, but from an artist, like, a lot of artists are just like, how do I get in with interior designers? And nobody knows. (laughs) I've just been told, like, somebody told me a while back, like, oh, just Just find interior designers you like and stalk them on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, that's how we find
3: our guests.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that's what we
3: do. (laughs) We all do it, but it just sounds weird when you put it that way, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is a
1: little strange. And I feel like some designers, they're not really looking at their Instagram. So there's got to be other ways to do it. So are you in California, Joshua Tree?
2: Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. How is it there? How long have you been there?
3: Um, actually, ten years. Um, wow, I, not a uh, full time. Like I was, I was, I was in LA, got a place out here, and um, so I started renting my place in LA on Airbnb, and then sometimes out here. So I was jumping back and forth, and so it was really great. I could have kind of like the best of both worlds, and uh, but. I finally let that go a few years ago. It was just too, like all the back and forth was, you know, ended up being really choppy. I was constantly like, you know, like I need something that was in the wrong place. And anyway, (laughs) yeah, uh, I uh, sold my place in LA and kind of went to full-time out here um, like just before COVID started, so
2: just in time (laughs) before real estate got incredibly expensive. (laughs) Bizarre. So bizarre. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's getting worse. I thought it would get better, but it's really only gotten worse. A lot of things have.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'm just constantly in, and I feel like a broken record like talk, like talking about it all the time, but it's just like, what? And out here, like, in fact, okay so the the next neighborhood up from me is called Landers and um, mm-hmm. and it's exactly like it sounds like you know it used to be nobody wanted to be in Landers and <laughs> now I just heard that it has the highest real estate increase in the country of like 85 wow. oh my god <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> everybody all like there's four everything around me is an Airbnb now so oh yeah. wow
1: yeah <laughs> I've heard all about, your area and everyone wants to be there. So it's
3: not that great. It can be there's a lot of good things about it, but you know, it's also kind of small town. It's weird because there's all these people from LA and New York and Germany next door. Like, um, but then there's kind of these hillbillies you know oh I
2: live in North Carolina so I can relate. (laughs) Oh, don't worry they have it here I can't relate with the hillbillies but I
1: can relate by seeing the hillbillies (laughs) too much (laughs) so maybe we should just start with the not so good idea do you have a not so good
3: idea you want to share um yeah as far as like you know my industry I would say ceramic furniture um which has like been really popular lately and and it's about I think it's a bad idea but yet I'm buying into it just because you know (laughs) somebody messaged me and said can you make an end table so I was like all right you know um, but ceramic anyway (laughs) it's 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 heavy it's breakable it's just you know Mm mm-hmm
2: Trying to get that chip to a client too. Sounds like it must be I a nightmare. <laughs> I
3: haven't tackled that yet, but I just can't even imagine. Um, but there's, I have a friend that I made through Instagram who she makes a lot of ceramic furniture. And she was telling me about one that, she, you know, she made it like four or five times because it kept breaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I could never. Do that. <laughs> um, I'm, I
1: have to say, I've bought a few end tables that were made out of ceramic for clients, so you have to be really careful.
3: <laughs> and this, this one that I just made, I um, mean, it was like I had to, I had to take my kiln apart and then put it back in, around it to fire it. But and they turn out when
2: know. they turn out well, they turn out beautifully. I feel like in terms yeah. of like functionality, like they're functional art, so I like that side of them but I can see the actual making and you know getting their safely aspect of it is a
3: nightmare I'm working on a ceramic and glass pet dish right now (laughs) Um, anyway it's going to be like more of a sculpture but we'll see how my dog likes it (laughs) that's
1: exciting (laughs) well you have to send a picture
3: okay yeah sure
1: (laughs) so do you have a good idea
3: that you want to share um the I was trying to think of this earlier and the first thing that came to mind was gummy vitamins um <laughs> <laughs> but, uh no but uh, but actually uh design related um this is like a good and a bad idea but radiant floor heat um I just mm. have been like slowly so my house out here in the desert is just I got it was a wreck when I got it um and it's still, a lot of it still is, but so I'm slowly kind of rebuilding it and redid the floors and um, they were concrete floors. So I put down like this radiant electric floor heat and um, it was a nightmare and people kept saying like, Ooh, those never work. I'm like, if they'd never work, they wouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know um, and I, it's a long story. I hired this guy to install them and you're supposed, you set up these alarms for the, for the wires to go off so if you cut a wire you know immediately and then you can fix it and move on
0: mm-hmm.
3: um and he cut a wire and was just like uh, and the alarm's going off and I'm just like what's going on and, and he was like oh what uh and he was doing he was installing it wrong and I, he ended up like uh, I, he walked out and I did the whole room myself and it took me like two months because <laughs> oh my were like gosh four, four by eight tiles um and I would do like 10 or 20 square feet a day and but i'm sorry i'm rambling but the fact once they're done they uh this winter it was fantastic and yeah my boyfriend and i were just like on the floor
1: (laughs) (laughs) we have radiant heating and it is um so we have an older house so everywhere up here because i live in the mountains it's like a normal thing up here everyone has radiant heating through the floors and ours went out and it's really old it was a big pain to fix but when it works like the whole house is so warm and it's amazing so yeah it's kind of worth it
3: yeah I mean you know because heat rises it started when I was like I was like trying to put something on the ceiling here and then I was like oh my god it's so warm up here <laughs> no heat rises I was just like it seems pretty smart to have the heat source at the bottom
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is it that's a good idea definitely yeah. And
2: it's more cost efficient, I would think, because if all the heat is escaping and you're pumping out all that electricity or that gas, it's it's such a waste. So it makes a lot more sense in colder places to have it closer to the source where the humans need it, not on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what
1: led you to where you are now?
3: I mean, I've been, you know, making artwork since I was a kid. Um, I went to I went to art school I was a photo major because it was a long time ago (laughs) and um and people needed photographers I mean they still do but it was just like it was there was a lot more mystery around it you know it's like I had a dark room and and stuff and that wasn't it was you know and then it just very quick like things were just changing so fast and then it became ridiculous like why do I have a dark room and so (laughs) I started painting um but mostly i was kind of i I had uh vintage clothing stores over the years and so that was kind of like how i made a living and then i was sort of painting on the side um and yeah so then i'm like i said i moved out here 10 years ago um and started doing airbnb so that was kind of like my my income and i was you know so that i could do make my artwork um And I kind of cut out the Airbnb a few years ago.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I actually went to school for photography as well. So. Oh, really? (laughs) I started there and then I thought,
3: "Hmm, I
1: think I need to do something a little different and switch to interior design. (laughs) So I understand that.
2: Did you, I saw some of your older paintings they're more figurative works and then I saw how kind of it led into like abstract works how did you kind of make that transition were you more inspired by creating abstract pieces were you tired of figurative pieces (laughs) (laughs) because I know those are time consuming
3: yeah and I just started doing the abstract stuff for fun um and, and then just, and then kind of like, was uh, also maybe 10 years ago when I moved out here, like I hadn't been trying to sell my work online, you know, it was just, and then I like just met, met someone who was doing really well and had bought a house just from like her Etsy sales. So I was like, what, you know, <laughs> so then, and I you know, basically saw like, oh, I'm making these abstract stuff, these things. So I, I just started selling them online basically. And those just, I started making money off these very simple <laughs> abstract watercolors, um, whereas <laughs> the uh, figurative stuff that would take me weeks would, you know,
2: mm-hmm. uh, there
3: just, it wasn't much of an interest for it anymore. So mm-hmm. Uh, And it was, I was getting, so I kind of kept it up for a while still, even though I was selling the abstract work and then eventually I just kind of, I don't know, I lost interest in it. Um, And uh, also the watercolors, I I was traveling more. um, And I, like I said, I was back and forth between LA and the desert. So uh, like watercolors were just an easy portable thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also just as far as, uh, you know, my income, I was, I, I just kind of tailored it to what I could sell and that was prints. Um, So I may just kept to the size that I could easily scan and um, do that way. So um, I, I, I mean, I still do the watercolors mostly for fun. I just haven't really been pursuing the whole scanning and upload because there's all these different companies that I work with like artfully walls and then they work with other companies like anthropology and um so it's just this whole distribution. <laughs> it's a whole
1: thing I feel like a lot of your um more abstract watercolors kind of relate to your ceramic and glass pieces I feel like they're very similar did that yeah. stem
3: from that they kind of led into it and the ceramic I I get this this kiln from an ex-boyfriend owed me money and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh he's actually you've, you've probably seen his he makes these really beautiful ceramic lamps um it's his name's Jonathan Entler um they're like these I don't know it's Entler Studio mm-hmm. and they're like these bulby things um <laughs> <laughs> there it just, there seems to be one everywhere, but um, but many years ago he was like he was he was using my garage as storage and he he was just like I'm like you never did pay me he's like well how about this old kiln so I got this old kiln and started experimenting with ceramic and um yeah and then I started playing around with the glass uh because I had some from doing like some fused glass jewelry uh years back and so I was just like what if I did this i was i started making light um like a ceiling light just for my house and um and basically i was kind of making these things that would were meant to hang from the ceiling and then i was like wait what if i put them on the wall and and so it kind of evolved from there awesome. yeah they're,
1: I mean, those are so beautiful. I see them all behind you. They look amazing. <laughs> they do.
2: <laughs> you were speaking of the glass I saw, or we both saw that you redid the windows in your home with um, yeah. handmade glass, and that looked amazing. That was awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was, it, it took forever just because it, I had to fire, it was 16 panels, and I could only do like two at a time. Oh wow! (laughs) So I would do, so, and like, I pile them up and I just tend to, I have terrible ADD and I'm just all over the place. So (laughs) I have a problem finishing big projects and, and I'm, I'm getting better at it though. So, so that's why I'm kind of giving myself assignments like that, um, Mm -hmm. at at home so that I can, yeah, (laughs) but I want to, I, I'd really like to do some some other commissions of, so since I put that up, I've had um, several people contact me that they wanna have specific commissions done. Um, I, What's I, next for you, do you think, as far as all of your artistry? Um, well, I'm doing some larger stuff. Right now I'm doing a big commission for um, MGM Hotel. Um, and uh, also, I'm talking to this. There's uh, this guy who has a design gallery in New York, and he wants some crazy massive light fixtures. Like, mm-hmm. um, as we're like, we've been discussing it, and now I'm realizing he wants it to be like a hanging thing. And he's like, I'm thinking eight feet from the ceiling. And I'm like, okay. And then I get up, <laughs> my, my ceilings are eight feet. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> be wow. Impressive. So, um, that's what I just started working with metal. Um, and I'm just still like learning all that. And, uh, it's like this whole new world. So I'm making these metal and glass sculptures. That's exciting. <laughs>
1: yeah. I feel like you just keep learning all these new skills like yeah. ceramic and then
3: glass and now metal. <laughs> I know it's, I just, I don't know. I I'd like to just keep Experimenting, or else, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know. When I'm just repeating something over and over again, it just gets boring. So um, I like to keep pushing the boundaries. And, mm-hmm. and I yeah. love different materials and forcing them to do something that they're not meant to do. <laughs>
2: I think that's like a ADD trait. Cause I also have ADD and I get bored of doing the same thing every day. Like it has to change up. Otherwise I'll get so incredibly bored of it and I'll just toss it to the side.
3: <laughs> but well, it must be good. Like working with different clients all the time that you have.
2: It is. I don't, we don't have a day. I think that is the same, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really nice in terms of that, but yeah. i i feel like creating with your hands is a whole different element i feel like that is i i strive to do that i i want to one day create with my hands too but right now i'm too busy but one day one day <laughs> <laughs> so i've uh, seen
1: you doing a lot of these lighting pieces I feel like you're kind of going into lighting design and where do you think that might go next so you're making this giant piece and I've seen I do do wall sconces as well yeah so I have
3: so when I've been redoing my house I just kind of installed some flat lights, so then I can just keep making different ceramic and glass sconces to hang over them Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of times uh, when people contact me about the lighting and I explain like oh well this is built into the wall it's just a simple like ten dollar fixture and then you hang this on top it's like their brain can't <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like it needs to be done so um, so now I'm working on hanging lights because that's a little more just it can go into any space yeah right. a little more straightforward <laughs> yeah yeah
2: so what is a typical lead time for say like a custom sconce? Um, if anyone was going to like use you for a project, what would you say like the typical lead time is so that you know because there are some crazy ones right now <laughs> people yeah. are looking
3: for I can be I mean like I don't know I when people ask me that, I'll usually say something like. Four to eight weeks, you know, okay, mm-hmm. some padding, and like, I, and you know, a lot of times I can work faster, it just kind of depends on if I have other projects. Like the hotel one that I mentioned is taking, and they're like, So, what's going to be the lead time? I'm like, As soon as you guys tell me, like, okay, everything, I will <laughs> do it, you know, because like they had me do a sample, and then they're like, Oh, well, the de- designer doesn't like that glass they want more mm-hmm. glass samples and they don't like the wood they want it whitewashed and you need to send a sample and so i'm just waiting for them to okay everything um yeah, yeah. it's quite the process i know I'm, yeah, i feel like, a like lot I'm... Of in it. it really complicates things
1: yeah it does We're usually the,
2: um, middleman to the clients and to the manufacturer who are the distributors. And, you know, we're like, okay, well, we need an answer from you so we can give an answer to them. And if you take any longer, it's going to take much longer for them to even get a head start on things. (laughs) So it's like trying to cut off time is nearly impossible when you're trying to communicate for two people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth working with um uh, artists and creative who make custom pieces and I feel like your lead time isn't bad at all that's the shortest yeah. lead time I've heard in two years
3: <laughs> like when I get a project and I'm excited about it I'm like okay I want to drop the other stuff I'm working on and start working on this um so I I mean I did that for this one designer who had me do like a whole wall of like of these guys that all just kind of work together and so we um uh, the the man whose house she was doing it for, he came out and looked at the work and looked at different colors. And anyway, anyway, I got it all done. And then I'm telling her, I'm like, it's all done. And she's just not answering me. I'm sending it to both of them, no answer. It's like oh, days nice. go by, we I think like two weeks maybe. And then um, someone else contacted me about them and I and I was like, Yeah, it's for sale. And she and so she's like, Oh, I only want three pieces. So I was like, okay, I <laughs> sold half of it. and then wouldn't you know it? Like a few days after it's shipped and off to the new person, she's like, "Okay, so should I pay you now?" And I'm like, "I sold- Oh no! What you know? What I'm like, well, like I figure three three attempts. You, right. you don't want it anymore.
2: <laughs> That's fair. It's a fair assumption. So yeah. Like, don't
3: worry. So I just I made I made more. It was so. It was oh my so- gosh, <laughs> that is crazy though. Yeah.
1: I feel like for me, I'm like emailing right away. I get paranoid. I'm like, oh gosh, I got to get back to them right away. <laughs> so what does a
2: day in the life typically look like for you from, you know, start to finish? I know it's probably different, but a, a typical day.
3: Uh, typical day is just, I s- spend way too much time on the computer when I get up, you know, <laughs> like a lot, some of it's business emails, but I can just easily like, you know, Go down the rabbit holes until I just sort of say, okay, get working. Um, And then I just kind of work on projects, kind of where I've got them scattered on different rooms of my house. And uh, so I might be cutting glass and like loading the kiln, which can take a long time, or else I'm making the ceramic pieces. Um, or I'm going over to, uh, so right now the metal work I'm doing, uh, my boyfriend is, he's a mechanic that redoes vintage cars. So I'm working over at his, um, auto. Oh, cool. wow. And, uh, we're working on redoing my barn, um, to be a new workspace for both of us. Mm-hmm. So that, um, cause we've, we've been um, playing with a lot of ideas for furniture and, mm-hmm. you know and also a lot of going bigger with the lighting design. Like, um, so we've started kind of collaborating on some stuff.
1: Awesome. Wow. That's a cool <laughs> team. Yeah, super <laughs> exciting.
3: Yeah, we'll see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> um, most, mostly it's working good, but uh, yeah. So I just kind of work all day and then uh, once then I walk my dog <laughs> as the sun's coming down and dinner and TV and do it again. <laughs> so what um, motivates you and inspires you? Um, That's a tough one. <laughs> so, so many things. I mean, I, I'm like motivated. I'm inspired by a lot of different artists. I mean, um, it's, like, I want to say I'm inspired by nature, which sounds really dippy, but, um, and it doesn't, it's like not a direct relation to my stuff, but I just, I just love watching the sunset every night. And, um, <laughs> I feel like with a location like
2: yours, you have to be inspired by oh, nature. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. A lot of it, I think it's not, you know, it's just kind of like, it's sinking into my brain a lot. And then a lot of the shapes kind of come out. Um, in indirect ways.
1: Yeah, I can see you have some really funky, natural and organic shapes. How, yeah. What's the process of making like those ceramic pieces behind you?
3: Um, well, like I first, I, had a, I roll roll the clay out flat. I cut them out and um, here I can watch me break it. <laughs> uh, so I, and I make little first I was um, mounting them on wood and then I started making like these tabs so that they can just kind of float away from the wall. Mm -hmm. So um, I then first have to fire the ceramic piece kind of flat. And then I fire a second time with this glass, like upside down. And and so I'm using like the gravity and in the heat to make these shapes. Um, Oh, (laughs) it's really cool.
1: Yeah, those are so beautiful. I'm going to have to commission you for some pieces
2: (laughs) yes we have to (laughs) anytime well how can people find you where can they find you to like typically do you sell on etsy mainly on your instagram for custom pieces your website um
3: no i haven't sold on etsy for a long time but um and i don't have stuff for sale on my website like most people find me just through instagram um which is just my name. It's um, Kelly Whitmer, no H. Um, I currently don't have a shop on my website just because I started working with different galleries that they don't want me to publish prices. And it's also because I'm doing, but there's such, you know, like one of these is different than a whole wall of these or, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. uh,
3: so, um, but I'm working on, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have a shop update I'm thinking like May first or something. So, um, so I guess I'll promote that online, and
2: awesome.
3: otherwise, people just contact me and uh, with a particular piece that they're interested in.
2: Okay. Do you offer designer prices, or are they all usually around the same price for retail versus designer? Um. Like, say someone ordered like a large you know stock of some of your custom pieces would they get if they are a designer would they get a designer price or
3: I need to figure that out because because, (laughs) I mean (laughs) you know it, it varies because I was working with one designer and she's like you know asking me for a price and I'm like well do you just want the price of what I want for it are you you know so that you can have a price that you I don't know and she was like oh no I don't work that way I'm like okay so So I'm not sure how the mystery of designers (laughs) is working is apparently sometimes they're just so, um, but then when I'm working with art consultants, they take 50%. So, you know, and with a big project, that's a huge.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, that's why, so basically I'm kind of, it's like a case by case basis. And if I'm working with interior designer, I can just be like, okay, this is kind of what I want to want to make for what you want, and then they can.
2: Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. Hopefully, we'll maybe be able to work with you on some projects in the future. Yeah, that's great.
2: Thanks for me. Thank <laughs> we'll keep stalking you, seeing what's new with you, and we'll definitely have to do a follow-up interview too. Yes.
3: Yeah, great. I'll I'll stalk you back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, we really hope you guys like this episode and um, make sure to follow us on our Instagram at notsogood.ideas. There we'll be posting all of her work. As always, we love hearing what you guys want to hear from us. So please
1: uh, message us or comment on our latest post. And if you're an artist or a designer, feel free to reach out to us and Maybe you can come on the podcast and be a guest. Our Instagram is at notsogood.ideas. Our email is notsogoodideaspodcast at gmail.com. And all of our podcast episodes come out on Thursday. Thanks. Bye. Bye.